I knew it would be hard, but it's physically exhausting in a way that I didn't anticipate because I'm just sitting in a chair. Recording my audiobook, I feel like it was super exhilarating and fast. Well, I realized I had trouble pronouncing Gaelic. <laughs> I've been trying to learn, but it is an incredibly challenging language. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet science journalist Catherine Price, Healing Trilogy founder Kimberly Meredith, and Sacred Warrior founder Vanessa Shakur. Join these authors in the studio as they reflect on the inspiration behind their books, the importance of finding connection in a variety of forms, and what they hope listeners will glean from their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Katherine Price, the author of The Power of Fun, How to Feel Alive Again. I was inspired to write this book by a couple of things, most prominent of which was my last book, which is called How to Break Up with Your Phone. So when I wrote How to Break Up with Your Phone, as you can imagine, one of the side effects was that I started to spend less time on my phone, which was great, except I then had this existential moment in which I realized I'd actually forgotten what I wanted to spend my time on. So there was this afternoon, one Saturday, when my husband and I were taking 24-hour breaks from our phones and all of our devices, and my daughter was napping, my husband was out of the house, I had this glorious hour in front of me to do whatever I wanted, and I couldn't think of a single thing to do that didn't involve a screen. And I totally freaked out and ended up asking myself the same question I asked people who helped me with how to break up with your phone, which was, what's something you supposedly want to do but say you don't have time for? And my answer to that question was learn to play the guitar. And I started playing guitar. And as you'll learn from the book, that just opened this entire world for me. And I started to experience this feeling that I now recognize as true fun. And the more of that feeling that I experienced, the more ravenous for it I became. So I decided in the same spirit of writing How to Break Up With Your Phone, which was motivated by a personal issue, I decided I would write a book about how to have more fun. And the more I learned about fun, the more fascinated by it I became because I realized not only is there not really an agreed-upon definition of fun, which required me to create one, but no one's really studied its physiological effects on our bodies or the many benefits it has for our mental health. So basically, I've got a long history of turning personal issues into professional projects, and the more I learned about fun, the more just obsessed with it I ended up becoming and I ended up writing this book that's part science and then part how-to and part personal essay. Yeah, anyway, I just can't wait to share with you what I've learned. I'm convinced that fun is an under-acknowledged force for good in the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be intense. <laughs> I knew it would be hard, but it's physically exhausting in a way that I didn't anticipate because I'm just sitting in a chair but it's like I'm getting home at the end of the day and just I can't get off the couch, which is interesting. And also, it's very self-consciousness producing in that you just don't realize all these like weird noises your mouth is making. When you're speaking normally, you don't think about saliva. And I've thought about saliva more this week than I ever have before, and I don't recommend that as like a pastime. But at the same time, it's really cool to get to read my own book. I've never gotten to do that before, and I'm really enjoying getting to I guess, convey the message of the book to readers of the book or listeners of the book myself. So I'm really enjoying it, but wow, I'm tired. <laughs> I realized I had trouble pronouncing 
a lot of words in this, some of which were words that I say all the time but never think about, like rewarding, rewarding. It's very hard to say that for me. Anything with R's is causing problems. And then there are some names that are just torturing me, like the former vice president for user growth at Facebook, Chamat Palihapitiya. I think I said it right that time. I apologize if I didn't, but damn, am I very aware of how many times I said that guy's name in this book. Like, it makes me not want to quote people because I'm just worried I'm going to screw up their names. I'm excited that listeners will get to experience the power of fun, honestly. I'm so excited about that. I've been thrilled to hear feedback from early readers of the book who have said that it's given them a lot to think about and it's changed the way they approach their own life and that it's really inspired them to make fun a priority for themselves. And it means so much to me as an author to hear that feedback from readers because writing a book is very solitary. It's totally alone, speaking of lonely things. And sometimes you can forget that there are real people out there who might actually read your words. So the idea that people will read those words or listen to those words and get something out of them is just so amazing. So that is what I'm most excited about. And I hope that we change the world. Let's have more fun. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, I kind of want to say Mary Roach. She is a science journalist who is hilarious, and she's a personal friend. And I think that she brings fun to everything she does. And she's long been an idol and a role model for me. And it would be very cool for her to narrate this book. And if she weren't available, my part-time assistant, this woman named Jen, I always tell her she has a lovely voice. And Jen, that might be your next job. So one of the two, Mary Roach or Jen. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved <laughs> was not an adult book. It was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because my daughter, as you can imagine, I don't give her screens to pass the time. We read to her a lot, but we also play audiobooks and podcasts for her, which she loves and which I think is actually a wonderful way to get kids involved in reading, especially when your own voice is shot. And the guy who narrates Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is this British guy. I wish I knew his name, but he is so great. He's got all these different voices for the different kids. And even though I'm, you know, trying to have a conversation with my husband while she's listening to the book, I keep getting distracted because he's just so funny. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. When I started thinking about true fun and how I could have more of it, the first challenge I ran into was defining what it actually is. I was confident that fun was the best word to describe the powerful feeling I had tapped into as a result of my guitar classes, but I noticed that we use fun in all sorts of other contexts, too. For example, we often use fun to describe any activity that we perceive as being unrelated to work. These are the things we say we do for fun. But this use of fun categorizes activities more by what they are not, work, than by the specific characteristics that they share or the emotional experience that they produce. Hi, I'm Kimberly Meredith, and my book is called Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, Discovering Your Soul's Path to Healing. I was inspired to write my book because I had two near-death experiences. And after the near-death experiences, I became a medium and a healer, and I started to feel like I needed to get out my story somehow, and I started channeling it in a recorder. I didn't really actually start putting it to pen and paper for about a year and a half after. Recording my audiobook in one word? Wow. 
I feel like it was super exhilarating and fast, actually. It went by super fast. I thought it would be much harder, and it wasn't. So everything in my life is sort of fifth-dimensional. So in the fifth dimension, things are easy, and they go quickly. So there were some parts of the recording that I felt would run into some issues, but all in all, it was pretty easy, and it went the way it was supposed to go. So I felt it was a really good experience. I live in the fifth dimension, so I've already forgotten the words that I couldn't pronounce, which were probably words that I don't even remember some of the words. I think the cancer word, like lobular or something. That was some funny word I couldn't pronounce, but bad word, obviously, because it had to do with cancer. Yeah, I'm super excited about getting the book out so people can learn more about finding a way to get into the fifth dimension, what the fifth dimension is about, how they can experience the divine miracles of the fifth dimension, how they can learn about enhancing healing, the different dimensional frequencies of multidimensional awareness in the world right now, especially creating good health habits and emotional relationships. And I just think it's an important book to get out to the world. If I wasn't going to record my book, I would have picked only one person I would think of, Leonardo DiCaprio. I really respect him because he's an environmentalist, and my book has a lot of that in it. I talk about pollution and water and the earth and how we need to take responsibility for our body and the earth and the world, and he's really an advocate for that also. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. My journey to becoming a medical medium was unique. Most medical mediums never have any medical training. In my early teens in Southern California, I started out as a candy striper, which are volunteers at local hospitals. I loved helping out and working in a healing environment. Shortly after, because the staff loved my work, the hospital hired me as an admitting clerk. Not long after, I entered nursing school and got my license as a certified nurse assistant. I worked long hours on many trauma unit floors, and I would float to the units where they needed me most. Hi, this is Vanessa Shakur, author of Awakening Artemis, Deepening Intimacy with the Living Earth and Reclaiming Our Wild Nature. As an herbalist, environmental activist, and someone who has dealt with a lot of health issues growing up, I was inspired to write my book to tell the story of my own healing in relationship to nature. The illusion of separation from nature has been something that has always really disturbed me, and especially the way that humans treat the living earth. And so in my own journey of healing, it was remembering this innate connection. And Herbalism has been such an incredible entry point to deepening connection to land, and I really wanted to share that with others. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be challenging. I have never read out loud <laughs> or recorded an audiobook before, and especially something so personal. So it was incredibly challenging to, um, to be able to remain in my calm center and yet still connect emotionally and viscerally to the material. 
Well, I realized I had trouble pronouncing Gaelic. <laughs> I've been trying to learn, but it is an incredibly challenging language, and the way the words are written down on the page are very, very different from the way that they're pronounced. So I apologize to Gaelic speakers if my pronunciation was not great. I'm excited that listeners will be introduced to wild plants in their local ecosystem and be reintroduced to plants that we consider to be weeds. I really hope that the material will connect people's own healing with the healing of the earth. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Susan Sarandon. The reason she came to me is she's a total badass and an incredible actress, and I feel that she has the depth and intensity to convey the material of the book really, really well. The last audiobook that I listened to and that I loved was Girlhood by Melissa Phoebos. She is such a great reader, and somebody I would also cast as a reader for my book. And I just love her poetic memoir and writing. And Girlhood is such a powerful commentary on growing up as a woman in Western culture. I love listening to audiobooks in the kitchen while I cook. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I run my fingers along the silvery backs of mugwort leaves as the wolves howl. It's late September, harvest season, and the untamed land at the Wolf Conservation Center in South Salem, New York, is lush with tall perennials, blooming goldenrod, and carpets of diverse ground cover. Hours slip away as I study the unique shapes, textures, and colors of plants like chickweed, violet, mugwort, lobelia, burdock, and mullen, whose hair on their fuzzy leaves, like the cilia in a respiratory system, protect them from harsh and drying winds. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.